Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelski, excited to be with you again and excited to be here in a fabulous and festive St. James Coffee, still celebrating the Christmas season. And my co-host is, every time I have the blessing to broadcast here from St. James Coffee, is, uh, what did you call yourself, Minor Radio? Minor Radio Celebrity, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Apparently that's what my kids think I am, a Minor Radio Celebrity, yes. Well, you were sharing before we went on air that you, that you gave a talk up close to the cities, right? No, Mapleton, like, so, Mapleton, like, yeah. uh, south of Mankato, and they had on my flyer that I was, like, a radio personality for Catholic Radio, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I've upgraded, apparently. Well, there you go. Well, um, excited to have you with us this morning. Uh, before we get going with our interviews, let's begin as we should begin all things in prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy, thy name. name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Our first guest today is uh, Tanya Humphreys. Uh, she is an instructor with uh, Dakota Hope, and uh, I'm not going to give everything away. Uh, so, Tanya, welcome to the show. Would you mind uh, kind of introducing yourself, letting us know a little bit about you? I'm Tanya, and I am from Minot. I facilitate the Discover Peace class here in Minot. It Discover Peace is a program that helps women discover peace through God after an abortion experience. The reason I got started in this program is 28 years ago, I was forced into an abortion by my parents and my boyfriend. Mm. Wow. I, yeah, I, uh, six years ago, I went to a banquet at Dakota Hope, not knowing what I was getting myself into. Um, I sat there and listened to the presenter. My friend had invited me and, uh, listening to the the person talk and listening to him talk about abortion and how horrible it was and not really knowing what I was getting myself into, I cried through the whole thing. Mm. As someone who had went through abortion, you tend to push it down. Mm. You don't you don't deal with it. You just you're afraid, you're ashamed, you're hurt, you you have immediate relief. I think after it happens, but then you have anger and regret and guilt and depressed and sad and fear and anxiety of people finding out. So you just push it down and push it down and push it down. So um, all those feelings came to the top. And uh, at the time, I was married, and, and they, my husband had told me, you know, they had showed on the screen that there was this class and maybe I should go. 
well, I didn't want to admit to anybody that I needed to go to this class. Mm. So I, I didn't go, and I had seen it advertised again and, and again, and then I finally went. When I went to the class, I was very hurt and broken and angry. And In fact, the instructor said I was probably the angriest person she had ever met. Wow. Um, and within the six to eight weeks that I was there, I was completely transformed. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, and it was all through the healing of Christ. And mm. since then, I um, co-facilitated it. And then this last fall, I um, took it over completely. Um, so oh. that's kind of my story. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing so, that. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And I was going to ask, um, kind of back up a little bit, but you know you had mentioned a lot of the, the negative um, emotional and, and psychological effects that, that come after abortion and, and even years later. Um, so what kind of um, inspired you, I guess, to, to attend that Dakota Hope banquet in the first place? One of my girlfriends was sponsoring a table, hmm. and uh, she just asked me to go. And uh, I, I had no idea what they even did. I had hmm. no idea. I just knew it was a pregnancy health center. I, so I didn't have any idea that they were going to be talking about abortion. Um, mm. And I probably would not have went, but it was right. a, a, the, the biggest changing point in my life. Um, so God had a plan for me, that's for sure. Now, did your friend know that you'd had an abortion, or was that just was she in the dark about that too and just had no idea, like the impact it may have on you? She was absolutely in the dark, absolutely in the dark. And um, so just to give you a few little facts about abortion, um, one in four women will have had an abortion by the, by the age of 45. And since I've had this class and have been more um, out in the open about my abortion, um, I've learned that quite a few of my friends have had an abortion. Because once you come forward, then they will say, I know what you're feeling. Yeah, so, it is one of those things I find know, that a lot is if you, you can admit something, all of a sudden people are like, oh my gosh, me too, me too. And it's, oh, it's a really, really too. powerful thing. Yeah, and um, 50% of all those women are repeat abortion. So having two, three, or four abortions. Wow. Yes. That's, that's quite the statistic. It is. 82% um, of the people say they don't have any idea where to go to steal from an abortion. So that is why this is so important to get out there. You know, most people push it down, like I say, and have no idea that there's this available to them. And it is life-changing. Yeah. Uh, you know, since I've been doing this, I, I get texts from the ladies, and, and they tell me, 
all the time how much have changed their lives. And I'm not doing this to change their life. I'm doing it for them to change their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're just joining us now on uh, Real Presence Live, Nick Medelsky and uh, Melissa Scacio here at St. James Coffee in Rochester, and we're speaking with uh, Tanya Humphreys, who's uh, an instructor uh, with Dakota Hope out there in uh, Minot in uh, western North Dakota. Uh, so uh, we mentioned uh, a bit uh, about your background and kind of how you got um, into the, uh, the the classes, I guess, in the, in the first place, took that class. Um, what what happened, I guess, uh, following that class? Um, well, I after taking the class, then I started uh, co-facilitating the class. And so every time I took the class, you know, basically co-facilitating it, um, I relived the class again. I relived my abortion again. Wow. And I learned more and more about myself every single time. Mm. Um, and and that's when I actually got stronger in my faith every time. Um, my life with, 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 in my relationship with Christ became even stronger. And that's when I decided to build my ministry even stronger. Mm. And... Um, it- and before you uh, took the classes, before you started facilitating, did you have any kind of kind of background in um, education or social work or any kind of that, anything in that kind of realm? No, no. No. So this no, is. I, uh, this is um, yeah. After after taking the class, just in the past uh, year and a half, I actually have went back to school to become a uh, uh, therapist. Oh, beautiful! Because I want to, yeah. Because I want to be able to help my clients even further. Yep. Absolutely. I'm halfway done with my schooling now, but uh, so I don't have the a full degree or anything. But I'm I'm helping them as as good as I can until I get my degree. Yep. So 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 in a way, this this kind of experience has helped you kind of discover that vocation that that calling i guess right to get involved in, yes, in uh, providing therapy and stuff so that's that's fantastic yeah. that's fantastic to hear i found one of those things too is like when you've suffered something when you help other people suffering the same thing it heals you like you heal a little more every time you can kind of help someone else in the same situation and that's just as christians i think that's a really really beautiful thing it is the, the more we can share the more you heal and that's what I always tell the people that are in my class. The more you share about it, the more you heal. And have you had uh, anyone else who's who's gone through those uh, classes also go on to want to co-facilitate or, or anything like that? Yeah, I have someone that comes and helps me co-facilitate who has um, went through the class as well. Um, I always have someone co-facilitate with me. So there's two leaders. Um, helping and and how big of and a how big of a classes are these how big of a you know typically they're um, not real big because it's hard to get people to come out for something like this hmm. um, I spoke at the banquet this last fall and after I spoke uh, I got the biggest class I've ever gotten wow so 
now that I have put my story out on Facebook, um, I'm starting to speak at more churches. We're starting to get more people to come forward, which is a beautiful thing. And like, just like logistics wise for the classes, like you said it was like six to eight weeks. Like what kind of time commitment is that like per day? Typically I have them come on a Monday night. Uh, they say an hour. I we usually end up spending a couple hours, sometimes two and a half hours. It just depends on the group of, of women that I end up getting. Um, how how much they want to talk and how much it takes to get through it, how many people end up being in the class. And then, you know, there is quite a bit of homework that goes with it every week. You know, you want to be able to, to sit on your own and reflect and do the reading, and then there's quite a bit of journaling. So, you know, you want to be able to have the time to spend uh, with reading and, and diving into God's Word and, and, and being able to reflect on what you need to reflect on. So, and you know, at least a good probably four or five hours a week you want to be able to give to it. And and I know uh, you you kind of got your your start in this by by attending classes in the first place. Is there kind of a, a um, for lack of a better word, I guess a, a curriculum that's already in place that that you're using the same thing that's already been established? Have you kind of added in your own elements? Uh, could you kind of speak on that, maybe? Yeah, there is a curriculum that I use. It's called the Heart Program, um, and then I have added things on my own. Um, I'm also looking at some stuff um, from another program um, online that I've been going through um, from a, a, a curriculum that I uh, joined uh, from a nationwide group that I go to webinars every month um, and, and talk with. Um, what I'm finding the most now is not everybody fits a cookie-cutter program. Hmm. Not everybody can heal within six weeks. Right. Um, you know, so for some people, six weeks is enough. For some people, they need to go on. Um, right now, I'm, I'm working on trying to implement uh, doing maybe a second program for some people that need to go a little longer or... Hmm. Um, just like AA, there's a group that, you know, you meet and you talk. I, I'm trying to implement a program where women can just come and visit about it, um, mm. that kind of thing. Well, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, I can't wait to hear uh, more about uh, kind of uh, more details, some of the different uh, ways this has helped people in the time you've been involved um, and kind of some encouragement we can offer to people who might be um, uh, curious maybe about attending the classes or, or recommending it to someone they know. So uh, once again, Nick Bedelsky, Melissa Scascio here on air with uh, Tanya Humphreys of Dakota Hope, and we'll have more for you after the break here on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. 
We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play. To which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. We are broadcasting out of St. James Coffee in lovely Rochester, Minnesota. A lovely wintry mix happening. It's disgusting outside. Like It's beautiful. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's not fun to drive in. <laughs> um, but it's uh, me, Melissa Scatio, and uh, Nick Medelsky here coming out of the coffee shop. And we are talking to uh, Tanya Humphreys this morning of Dakota Hope. And um, if you're just joining us, uh, she helps do some post-abortion ministry classes helping with healing post-abortion and um, Tanya I just I would love to ask you about working with the youth so that we preemptively can educate them about the effects of it because for a long time you just didn't talk about it and um, it's just a convenient way to get rid of a problem without explaining what it actually does to people so um, could you explain any of the community outreach you do with the youth yes so I've always told people I have a couple missions First is my mission to heal women from abortions. But secondly, my biggest mission is to go into churches and talk with the youth and to get them to realize that abortion is not even a word we ever use. So typically when I go into a church and talk with youth, I usually start out my talk by, you know, have you ever done anything wrong, anything you don't want anybody to know anything about? And they always kind of look at me like, oh, maybe, you know, not really. I'm like, well, have you stole a pack of gum? Have you broke your friend's toy? Did you? And then they, you know, then they'll start, yeah, maybe. And I said, well, you know, 28 years ago, I killed my baby. Mm. 
well, then you, you know, the whatever they're doing, they really stop. Mm-hmm. And I say, you don't ever want to do that. You don't ever want. And then I go on to tell them, you know, all the things that it did to me, all the things that I had to live with, the shame, the depression, the withdrawing, the, the, the guilt, the loneliness, the grief, the resentfulness, the, how broken I was and isolated. Not to mention, it's, it's, even after that, it's hard to bond with your children. You struggle with relationships. Um, and, and so I, I talk to the children about, you know, if you have a friend who has a friend that gets pregnant, you know, there's, there's other options. You know, you, you, you either have that child or you give it up for adoption. There's, and, like, how, how do they usually really- take it? Like, like, I know it's teenagers can be tough. And I don't know how young you're talking to the kids, but um, some of them are pretty wrecked societally with all of the messages that they receive. So, like, are kids kind of resistant to it or do they just respond to truth? You know, they usually respond to truth. I have gotten some very nice thank you letters from them. Um, and I've gotten parents that have reached out to me and said, you know, my kids don't usually talk to me about things, but they came home and they really talked about your message. They really okay. talked about your story. Um, so it really does make a difference. I think when they hear from somebody who has been through it and has the truth. And I don't sugarcoat the truth. Um, I, I, I will not sugarcoat the truth. I tell them exactly how it was and how it felt and how it, you know, and, and they need to know that. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, they, they need to realize. And, and I say, you know, these people going around saying, it's my body, it's my choice. Do you know what that choice is going to do to you? If you don't know what that choice is going to do to you, then don't be saying that. I know what that choice did. Not that I had the choice, I was forced into it, but I know what that choice did. And I would never choose that for anybody. I think it's, and it's amazing how, um, I think we underestimate kids sometimes. And um, I think we sugarcoat way too many things and we try to make life a little too easy. And um, I, that is amazing that you're going out and, and doing that. And they, I find that the, the youth respond so well to authentic truth. And they're just, if you, if you kind of challenge them, they will, they will rise to the challenge. And um, if you can get them thinking, they will go out and they will talk about it with everybody. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. You know, so many people don't think that we should talk about things like that. And I think we need to do more of that. Um, I, I think that's exactly what you're saying is, is we, we tend to sugarcoat and we tend to give them and, and um, make them enabled. And, and instead, we're, we're doing the wrong thing. We need to be speaking the truth and telling them what is happening. And, and we're not doing that. So um, the more people we can get the truth into them, and, and I think that's what my mission with women is, too. The more people we can get healed from abortion, the more we're going to stop the abortion. A lot of the people, like, when I wasn't healed from my abortion, when I would see an abortion stop the beating heart sign, I, I would be mad. 
I'd be mm. like, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Well, now if I see a stop, uh, an abortion stop the beating heart, I'm like, you're doing right, it does. <laughs> and it should not. You know, I mean, when you're not healed, you're angry and you don't believe. I mean, we're, we're so, when you have an abortion, I mean, they don't tell you the truth. It, they tell you it's just a matter. It's, it's just biological matter. It's not a baby. Well, that's amazing how you've had such a conversion of heart, for sure. I mean, it, it, you know, they lie, and they, they don't tell you the truth, and, and it is a baby. I mean, I have my mom and dad, when I got pregnant, and I told them, and I was not married, and the guy was not going to marry me. In my mother's diary, it says, we did not tell Tanya what she wanted to hear. We told her now was the time to get rid of it. Wow. That would be so hard. You know, and now, at the exact same age, I have a daughter who is pregnant. Mm. And I took her to the Court of Hope. I mean, and she's 21. So I was 21 when I was pregnant, and I had my abortion. Mm. (laughs) So you would think back then, I I mean, that was... 28 years, almost 29 years ago. Next month will be 29 months. 29 years, I mean. Um, but at that time in my life, my parents were very, um, you, you didn't upset the family, I mean, the, the mold of the family. You know, I was, I would have embarrassed the whole family situation. Now it's not a big deal uh-huh. if, if somebody's pregnant. But I took my daughter to the Court of Hope and the minute I saw that baby on the screen in my daughter's belly, I just bawled. Mm. I mean, I, I can't imagine what went through my parents' heads to think it, that they could tell me to get rid of it. Right, yeah. This is my grandbaby. Yeah. yeah. Every baby is a blessing. Absolutely, and what uh, what what has been uh, striking me hearing you talk is how you know over the past few years uh, there's been more and more of a push uh, on the other side of things to have women uh, shout their abortion, and you've seen these protests of uh, be proud, yeah, you know, be proud of it, and it's a great thing, and you know, articles in the newspaper and in magazines about how wonderful of an experience it was, and uh, like you said, you know, some people had this approach that you you don't talk about it right it's a it's a kind of a taboo subject but like you said the truth needs to get out there you can't not talk about it if (laughs) if uh if you know if people like you aren't talking about it then people on the other side who haven't really come to terms with what's happened are the ones who are who are talking about it you know and like you said working through that anger and everything else that they don't realize they have yeah you know and the biggest problem i think is I'm not proud of my abortion by any means, but I need people to realize that, first off, one in four women have had an abortion. So the lady sitting next to you at church may have had an abortion. So we we need to not talk negatively about people who have had abortions. Absolutely. because, Because we need to raise them up and make them understand that they are worthy of God's love just as much. Because most of the time, 
we don't feel that we're worthy uh-huh. and right. we're just as worthy. Absolutely. So, you know, once they gain that, that perspective, then they're healing and they're, they're, they're back to being good and whole. You know, they're just a shell. We're just a shell acting like we're okay. We're not okay from what we've done. And, um, you know, God doesn't rate our sins. Humans rate our sins. Uh-huh. Right. Can I, so, can, I, can I ask a question? Like, I'm just very curious right yeah. now. Um, did, at what point did you take, take the abortion to confession? Like, was that, like, a long process, or, like, when when did that happen? I, I, to be honest, I I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just always kind of been between God and I. Um, Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not really sure. Absolutely. I just wondered, you know, that was, like... Because if it, if it was something you like got rid of right away, like in when's confession, like I just kind of wondered how the healing worked, but um, but yeah. So sorry, like that might have been an inappropriate question. No, I tend no, I tend no, to say no, things no, I shouldn't no. say sometimes. <laughs> so no, that's okay. No, that's okay. Um, so I yeah. Go so uh, t- Tanya, before we have to let you go, unfortunately, we're kind of at the end of our time together. Thank you again so much for your witness for for joining us this morning. Uh, for, for doing what you're doing, speaking to the youth, speaking, you know, helping women through the, the healing process afterwards. Um, but uh, we don't want to let you go without uh, giving out the, the details about how people can find out more about the classes and, and things like that. Our next class starts January 23rd, and you can register for it at dakotahope.org. Um, you can also go to dakotahope.org slash events and read my story. My whole story is on there and register for the class. So once again, it's dakotahope.org. And the, the next class starts on January 23rd. And I do see it emphasized on the website that everything is just, and I'm sure everyone knows this, and uh, but I just want to mention that everything is very confidential. You know, it's uh, just like any other kind of group like this. Everything is very confidential. It's not putting your business out there or anything like that. So uh, just to no, put everyone's mind at ease about that. Free and confidential. Free and yep, confidential. Free and confidential. Yep. Well, thank you again so much, Tanya, for joining us this morning. Again, uh, Dakota Hope. Org. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning, Real Presence Live listeners. Uh, after the break, we'll be speaking with Eleanor Jones. She's the president of the Diocesan uh, Council of Catholic Women here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.